to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer a heretic. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano, and for the next hour, I'll be your Sherpa to nowhere in particular. Nowhere in particular. What's happening, everyone? Uh, sorry I was off last week for uh, Football Fridays. There was this thing called the election that, um, you know, it's one of those things. It uh, kept my interest and um, the uh, the shit show <laughs> that it, it has become. Uh, I felt like there was a lot going on. I didn't get to uh, to record an episode of Football Fridays here, so I apologize. But that's all right. We're going to make it up to you today. But before we do that, um, just want to remind everyone that this show is supported by my Patreon supporters. If you want to become one of those for even only a dollar a month, it's patreon.com slash mjdistefano. Link in the show notes. Uh, Huge shout out to everyone who takes the time and the effort and puts the resources towards doing that. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers. Uh, we are we are close. We are close. So get me to that goal. And I will be forever grateful. Hell, I might even give you a gift or something. I don't know. No, there's plenty of gifts on there, actually. Um, coming out at the end of this lectionary year, I am compiling my blog that I did this entire year exclusively for Patreon supporters. Uh, into a, a, a ebook. So anyone who subscribes on Patreon is going to get an ebook. It is right now it's about 150 pages, 45,000 words. It is a weekly entry for the lectionary reading. So if you are a Christian or you're into Christian stuff, um, I've got my notes on year A from the gospel readings, a lot of Matthew and uh, some John. And uh, I think it's good. I think it's a, a worthwhile resource that will be a PDF available to all Patreon supporters. Plus, I've got another free ebook. Um, so there's lots of good, uh, good stuff plus videos that you're going to get if you subscribe on Patreon. But anyway, moving on from that, I don't have a guest today. I tried to get, I, I want to get all my boys together to do like a, uh, maybe like halfway through the season, uh, the Premier League season. We'll get everyone in on a call and um, kind of just shoot the shit, talk shit to each other, um, talk about each other's team's uh, winnings and failings, <laughs> especially United and these days Arsenal. God, what happened to Arsenal? Jesus Christ, last week, Arsenal at home. I know it doesn't matter as much without fans, but at home to Aston Villa, 3-0. Villa, I think, to me, Villa is the surprise of the year. And I know that Southampton is up, where are they, third? Southampton, oh no, they, they fell to fourth. But um, only two, two points behind the leaders, Leicester City. I think Southampton and Villa are the surprise of the year. But I'd say Villa even more so because I personally did not expect Aston Villa to do much this year. I thought that they would be fighting relegation. And here we are. I know it's early, 
But Aston Villa, they have one game in hand, so they've only played seven. The rest of the boys have played eight. And they're at 15 points. They're only three points behind the leaders. So technically, with a win with that game in hand, they could go top. So, I mean, fucking shocker. A shocker, right? Uh, Leicester City has been has been really good. They're sitting top of the table, and that's a surprise to me as well. I, I, I didn't think they'd be bad, but I didn't think they'd be as good as they have been in the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, what the fuck do I know? Like I've said multiple times, I don't know shit about my predictions. <laughs> and I think in this year, how can you? You've got, you've got still, I know Man City has a game in hand, but you've got still only Manchester City just cracking the top 10. Uh, they are three wins, three draws, one loss. So they're kind of struggling. Um, you've got no Manchester United in the top 10. They're sitting at 14th. They've also got a game in hand, to be fair to them. Uh, three wins, one draw, three losses. Arsenal already have four losses on the year. Eight games played, four wins, four losses, no draws. They've got a minus one goal differential. I think they've only scored, what is it? Let me look back. Arsenal. Let me click here. Uh, taking out, excluding Europe, Europa League. Last game, 3-0, Aston Villa. The game before they got one, they beat United 1-0. Leicester City beat them 1-0. Manchester City beat them 1-0. So in the last four games in, in the Premier League, they've scored one goal. When's the last time anyone heard of Arsenal going four games and scoring one goal? That's a quarter of a of a goal a match. That is one goal in 360 minutes of football. Shocking. Shocking. I and I, I don't mean to pile on, but Jesus Christ. I, I know Brandon was not expecting that. I didn't think they'd be that good this year, but I didn't think they'd be so far this year. And again, this is early. Eight games in of a 30, uh, 38 game season. So, but you're starting to get towards almost quarter of the season. So, you know, you, you got to start making some moves early. But look, I mean, it is, it is congested at the top. I mean, Leeds United right now has 10 points and they're sitting 15th. They're only eight points from the top and they're 15th. And then, it, and then it drops off to Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Burnley, and God help Sheffield United. They, uh, they're scoring a half a goal a game, and they've got one point from eight matches. Ugh, yikes. Um, but I'm happy about Tottenham, I must say. Our last five games, four wins, one draw. It hasn't been, like, awe-inspiring, beautiful to watch pass it all over the pitch, run behind people, score a bunch of goals type of football. But it's gotten the job done. In the last game, we got an 82nd minute winner from Harry Kane to beat West Brom 1-0. Uh, the game before that, we uh, we nicked one from Brighton. Uh, Gareth Bale scored late. And to be fair to us, <laughs> that Brighton game... I don't, there was a foul called, or not, there, there was a foul that was not called that directly led to a, uh, a Brighton goal. And they even reviewed it and had the ref look on the screen 
And you could see that the guy did not get the ball. He totally cleaned out Hoybjerg uh, at the edge of the box. Total foul. I mean, like, I don't know what the ref was watching or not watching, but I was so upset. I was just like, how do you not – how do you relook at the call? I understand missing calls. I've said that before. I understand human error. But I don't understand looking back and watching what is clearly a foul. Like, a guy just slide tackle – doesn't get the ball, fucking wipes out the guy. He's like, nah, fair play. It's like, what fucking match are you watching, bro? Like, I don't get that. I don't get how you can take the time to look at it and be like, nah, I'm going to stick with my my original call. And that's a part, like, that wasn't even VAR. That was him re-looking at the thing. And I have a problem with, like, the VAR people having the ref look at his original call and deciding whether he made a mistake. Because as human beings, like it is so hard for us to admit error. We don't like to look back on something and admit that we fucked up and have to go out in front of everyone and be like, uh, yeah, it was a foul. And so it's almost like let's have a third party decide on those things. And I know there's debate back and forth on whether that's a good idea too. And you're always going to get down to this human subjective thing. But sometimes it's just like I don't know how you did not see that that was a foul. I mean, it's it's a it's like it's like if you made a video of what is a foul, I wouldn't call it a yellow card necessarily, but what is a foul that's not a yellow card? It'd be like that one, that's a foul. I mean, it wasn't dangerous or anything. It wasn't reckless. It was just late. Like he went for the ball. He he didn't get the ball. He got close, but he didn't get the ball, and he cleaned out Hoybjerg. And then to pile on the fact that it led to a goal directly, I mean, take nothing away from Lamptey, who made a, who, who struck the ball well. They scored a goal. Uh, take nothing away from that. But, I mean, if you're going to have these rules in place and relook at shit, like, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at. But anyway, we got the two <laughs> – long took the long road home. Uh, that's the long way of saying we got the 2-1 win. And then before that, we beat Burnley uh, – where is that? 1-0. In the league. And that's ever since that West Ham debacle. So three games against three, to be fair, bottom of the table clubs. Burnley, Brighton, West Brom. I don't want to read too much into that. Because we've got some matches coming up that are going to be tough. And right now we're in the international break. So uh, we've got till Saturday the 21st. But we've got at home to Man City away to Chelsea, and then back home to Arsenal. That's going to be tough. And in, in between that, we play Ludogorets and Lashk in Europa League. And and then Antwerp right after the uh, the Arsenal match. So this is, the t- this is the point in the season where we wanted to be a little more better suited in Europa League because we had lost that one game to Antwerp. Uh, where we fucking sucked, shit the bed. And so now we're going to have midweek matches in the midst of uh, three matches that are against, you know, the big six. So we might have to play our big boys because the, uh, the, the guys that aren't getting in very often played against Antwerp. And, and for all intents and purposes should have come out with a win on that. And people like Ali and even Bergwine like are not showing up so far this year. Um 
and they need to because those midweek matches, it'd be nice to rest Sun and Kane and and be confident that you can beat a team like Antwerp or Lask or Ludogrets. Can't even pronounce I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that. Apologies to all of our Ludogrets fans out there. <laughs> So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think the one I'm, well, the two I'm worried about, I think Arsenal sucks. But uh, it's always a rivalry. I'd, obviously, you want to get points against them still. But um, Chelsea. Chelsea scores goals like nothing. They've got, let's see here, uh, 20 goals so far in eight matches. Chelsea's sitting fifth. Two points behind us in Liverpool. Um, and one point behind Southampton. But Chelsea's been scoring goals like crazy. Let's see what they've been doing the last couple matches. Uh, 4-1 against uh, Sheffield. They scored 3 against Burnley. They did have the 0-0 draw to United. 3-3 to Southampton. 4-0 to Palace. 3-3 to West Brom. Uh, they're scoring goals like mad. So that's, that's one I'm kind of worried about. But you know what? Everyone's dropping points to the smaller clubs. If you look at it, Liverpool. I mean, I know they're sitting toward the top, but that's that. this is just how congested the Premier League is and how wild and wacky it's been so far. I mean, one week you look great. The next week, West Brom gets a draw against you. You know, the next week, Aston Villa scores seven on you. I mean, who expected Liverpool to ever give up seven goals? And I know Aston Villa, they're historically a good club, a big club. I know they're having a great season so far, but you don't expect seven. I mean, Christ almighty, you don't expect seven against the, you know, uh, you know, you don't even expect seven if you're playing a lower, a lower tiered team, you know, maybe three, four, five, but seven. And that was when uh, Van Dyke was in and now he's injured. So, and and now I saw, uh, I haven't. I haven't seen an update on it. Uh, I wish we had Dylan here. Um, Alexander Arnold might be out. It looked like he had an injury. I mean, he did have an injury. He had to come out in the last game. So this is when depth really matters. Because you start losing some of your top players. And if you don't have someone to step up, it could get ugly. And you could start dropping points and you could start seeing yourself when you want to be at top of the table, six, seven, eight. You know, it's like when Kane goes down last couple seasons, we just don't, I mean, we do now, hopefully with Vinicius, but we just did not have a serviceable striker to step in. So depending on your depth of squad and injuries, that's that seems to be a big part in, in how your season's going to go. And even if you do have injuries, that's not necessarily an excuse. As someone who played sports and has followed sports for a long time, you still next man up. That has to be the philosophy. But sometimes when you have world-class players, you just don't have – you can have the next man up. But, I mean, to be fair, like take nothing away from someone who's going to step in for Van Dyke, but Van Dyke is world-class. You don't have world-class backups. If they're world-class, they're going to start. So – it always puts you behind the eight ball when you have injuries like that. And, you know, that's just the way it goes, folks. Let's see what else is going on in this. Uh, since we have a break now. Everton's fallen off. Look at this. Everton. 
in the last five, one win, one draw, three losses. But in the last four, a draw, three losses. In the last three, three losses in a row. Loss, loss, loss. They went from first to seventh, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better for them. Crystal Palace is in eighth. That's kind of a surprise to me. They've been playing well. Not exciting to watch all the time, unless you're watching Zaha. But eighth, they would take it. They would take top of the table. Wolves at ninth. That's right, kind of right where I expected them. Uh, then City, Arsenal, West Ham at 12th, right about what I expected. They, they like upper half of the, of the bottom of the table. Newcastle, 13th. Sure, not surprised by that. Manchester United, 14th. Kind of surprised by that. Uh, Aiden might not be, but I am. <laughs> Leeds United have fallen off. They've lost three out of four. They're at 15th. Bright, Brighton's a strange one this year. Because Brighton have played well. They just don't get results. They haven't had a win in five. They've drawn three. They've had some heartbreaking losses. They've outplayed teams. I think they outplayed us when we beat them 2-1. I honestly do. I think we got outplayed by them. And they came away with nothing. Except Lamptey's first goal. But <laughs> they still lost 2-1. And it seems like all of their matches this year have been that. They kind of outplay teams. They have moments. They have stretches. And then they don't get the points. So it, as a, if you're a Brighton supporter, it must be frustrating because you're, they're, they're one win, three draws, four losses. They could be like, you know, three, two, and two, whatever. But that doesn't add up to eight. But you know what I mean. They could have three wins. They could be sitting mid-table. But they're not. They're down toward the bottom. Fulham finally got their first win. They're at 17th. They beat West Brom pretty handily. And then the, the bottom three have a combined zero wins between them. <laughs> oh, these poor fuckers. Uh, West Brom, Burnley, and Sheffield. Uh, the, the, the bottom three are looking at this. Zero wins, six draws, 17 losses. With a goal differential of 30. Minus 30. So when you get to the bottom of the table, you get bad. Real bad. So... One, of all those teams, I would say I would expect Burnley to to jump out of there, but at this point, I don't know. They've scored three goals in seven games. Ouch! That's terrible. That's fucking terrible. So I didn't expect them to be that bad, but here we are. Here we are, sitting eight games in, and let's preview the. Games that come up after the international break, fingers crossed, hoping no one gets injured, even on the teams that I don't root for, because you don't like to see that. You want to see games that are, you know, between teams that have everyone in place. You want to see the best competition. So Saturday, the early game on the 21st, Newcastle at home to Chelsea. Chelsea's going to get that one 3-1. Fulham at home to Everton. Maybe Everton gets back on track. 2-1, something like that. Again, I still don't think Fulham are very good. Uh, Wolves in Southampton, that's a good one. Wolves have not been scoring this year, um, but they've been doing decently. They do better in the second half than the first half. Uh, and Southampton have been great. Other than the shellacking we gave them, 5-2. And even in the first half in that game, they looked good. Um, but... They've been great. 
But I think well, I'm gonna, I'm going to say a draw on this one. I'll say Wolves Southampton draw. Then we've got Manchester United West Brom. Manchester United is going to get on the uh, front foot in that one. Maybe a 3-0, 3-1 win. Liverpool and Leicester City, that's got to be the best game of the Saturday uh, games that day. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Damn. Tottenham plays. Uh, there's a lot of games on Saturday. Most of them on Saturday. One of the better games. Anyway. Uh, they're, oh, they've, been, they've both been great. Liverpool is going to get that one, I think. And take over top of the table. Uh, Aston Villa and Brighton. Again, Brighton's played great. Aston Villa have gotten the results. Um, but maybe this one's a draw. I'll go draw on this one. Burnley and Crystal Palace. This one could go either way. Because Crystal Palace can be great one week and, and shit the next. Uh, I think maybe Burnley gets their first win. 1-0. And then the big match for me. Probably actually the biggest match other than Liverpool, Leicester City, is Tottenham and Manchester City. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, of course, would love to get points from this one. I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, give Mourinho a couple weeks and he can plan for it. But, I mean, it might go City 2-1. We haven't been great at home, honestly. And I hate saying that City will beat us, but uh, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, I'll go Man City 2-1. Uh, Sheffield United and West Ham. I'm going to go with the upset here. Sheffield United is going to get off the schneid. And they're going to get a 1-0 uh, a one, one, uh, one win. And then uh, the final game of match day 9. Leeds United at home to Arsenal. Ay, ay, ay. Hmm. Arsenal will get off the schneid. 2-1. Leeds is great. But they leak goals sometimes. And uh, if you if you uh, if you want to score goals like Arsenal desperately does, you want to play a team that could give them up. So I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Leeds gets that one and I hope Tottenham beats Man City. I hope Liverpool and Leicester City draw, you know. I hope Chelsea Loses to Newcastle somehow. Maybe they get they give up a couple counterattacks and just it's a bad day for Chelsea. I'd love to see that. That's what I would love to see. But we shall see. We gotta wait. Uh, we gotta wait a week though, because they're off this week. Fingers crossed, no one gets hurt. And uh, we will see you on Monday for our regularly scheduled episode of Apostates Anonymous. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your football Friday. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your weekend. Hope the election went the way you wanted. Uh, I hope Trump decides to walk his ass out of there eventually because I don't know what's wrong with this man. You know, we're talking football here. You got to accept the loss sometimes. It's just the way it is. Everyone loses. So pick yourself up, take it on the chin, and move on, right? All right, peace and love. We'll catch you out there next time.